Then he goes on to tell me this is the same player, puts his boots in the microwave to try and get them to fit better. For those who are listening, my face has literally fallen out. Welcome to another episode of Simply the Best Podiatry. I'm Jason Agosta and I'm joined here in presenting with podiatrist with the most rhythm, dancing Johnny Osborne. Good morning, John. <laughs> Good morning, Jason. How are you, mate? Good. And I should give credit and thanks to guitarist, virtuoso and producer Shane O'Mara, who has given us our intro jingle. I love that. So thank you, Shane. Um, I also want to say Simply the Best Podiatry came from a discussion that you and I had after speaking for an online course, um, and I'm, I was sure it was you who said, that was Simply the Best. I said, that's it. That's the title. And this podcast was born. I don't <laughs> think that we think we're the best, though, but we want to deliver the best short podcast to create and enhance your best podiatry practice. Absolutely. I do want to throw in a a brief respect to Tina Turner, though. Um, That was certainly not (laughs) intended that we roll this podcast out and then poor old the amazing Tina Turner, you know, passes away. Um, So (laughs) that did feel a little bit uh, bit off. This is respect to her. Okay, and and all her Mad Max ventures. Yes, and the NRL. Remember when she did the NRL? Oh yeah, exactly. Intro that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, can I? Uh, we should mention that the course we were talking about was for podiatrists coming up. Uh, is a masterclass presented by Physio Sports, which you're involved in. Do you want to yeah. speak a little further on that? Yeah. Look, it's um. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Look, the masterclass is really it's it's a. Again, they're aiming at trying to deliver some really good quality content to podiatrists, which is focused on sports podiatry, uh, and then roll out um, a level one sports podiatrist sort of course, which has got some really great presenters that have that they've gotten part of that. Ebony Rio, yourself, uh, Dan Bonanno from La Trobe, um, Nikki Quigley, yeah, Andrew Rotstein, a few surgeons. It's a it's a really good program uh and um hopefully it starts to really just to deliver some high quality biomechanics content and sports podiatry content yeah that sounds great because there is not too much around we've got a national conference next month but yeah with looking out there as to uh what's on there's actually not that much there um And I suppose that's where this podcast, you know, comes into play as well. We want to impart some of these, um, you know, little pearlers of information we may have and get people on who can pass on information, but we'll also spruik and help people with learning about what's out there, what courses and, you know, what presentations they might want to attend. Absolutely. And if people know some really good some really good uh, courses and stuff that are out there, let us know so that we mm. can keep people up and about. Shall we get stuck into it today? Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. What are today's we talking about? Epi- uh, today's episode we uh, we're delivering is about general foot care. No way. And it might sound dry, but obviously in all of our podiatry practices, it's a major part 
um, of, you can say, bread and butter of our practices, but um, it's a bit like, uh, um, let's say, the the plumber who focuses on roofing, but every now and then he's going to have to dig a hole for that trench. And, you know, for many people who say, I want to do sports and I want to focus on biomechanics, you will still have to be, you know, very, very good at your general foot care um, because it still will be a percentage of what walks in the door. Do you think there's some transferable skills in it? Absolutely. I think we, we were talking about, managing the consultation last week and I and I believe speaking about general foot care is probably the best example of attention to detail taking your time and having patience and really just focusing on what you're doing but taking your time I think it goes back to that as to um what we discussed I remember when I was a student so, and I went and did a, I went and did a placement, uh, at a, at what was typically a general foot care clinic. So it was, that was bang, 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 bang. And I remember the patient rolling in and she sat down and the guy goes, oh yeah, great. Had their instruments out, starts cutting. He was probably done in five minutes, but it, she dropped a bombshell within the first two. She said, oh yeah, I've, oh, yeah, I've kind of had some sore ankles lately. And then he just brushed it aside and she kept going. Yeah. And I'm sitting there as a student going, have we not just missed a massive opportunity here? Have we not missed a, compa- a, a, a a chance to go, I'm interested in sports stuff. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Or, yeah. What What's going on with his ankle? How do we find out more? No, I think you're right. Well, it's scratching the surface, isn't it? Because it is the one time where I think people come in, sit back and relax after a few minutes, and the conversation, you know, is quite diverse. And I mm-hmm. think you can find so much more information about their medical history and their health status, but just general sort of pointers to, to just general information about that person. Just going back to the consultation um, chat we had um, and where this fits in perfectly is when you're chatting to those people um, about whether it's, you know, they're some other physical problem or some history but you can actually learn about that person which can help your practice and making note of something that that person says like uh, I'm going to Italy in two months time or I'm going to run Chicago marathon or whatever it may be remembering those little pointers is very good for your practice in keeping it very personable because when that person comes in in a few months time or whenever it may be it's not a bad thing to say, oh, how was Italy? Where did you end up? And that, I think that, I think that is a really strong um, sort of aspect of keeping things personable and relating to that person as far as managing the consultation. So I, I, I love that general foot care aspect of it and learning about people. There's something around rapport. So the patient, let's say something serious happens six months down the track when you've got that rapport built up, then when you actually deliver some, when you deliver some information or some stuff that's important here, the patient will actually listen to it. Let's say they've got an ulcer and then you go, okay, so this has come up. We probably need to change your shoes. They're going to take your advice on. Whereas if you've just dismissed it, dismissed it, dismissed it for six months or dismissed them as a person and as an individual more than any of their problems, 
then you can't get the you can't get the buy-in when you need the buy-in. Yes. Yeah. And that applies no matter where you are, right? Whether you're yeah. doing a tip post rehab program, whether you're doing running retraining, whether you're doing doesn't matter, right? Like that that rapport is worth heaps. Absolutely. And that's how you develop your practice, isn't it? It's almost, almost like the instant networking in a way with the patients in front of you. 100%. Can I ask you what percentage of your practice is uh, general foot care patients? Um, I think when I started, I did a stint through nursing home care, um, which is tough. I can't, it's absolutely, it's tough, but I learned. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> but you learn a lot of skills in that and you learn how to manage, <laughs> you learn how to manage yeah. the complex person more than the complex pathology. So now, look, it's probably down around 10%. But that yeah. 10%, a lot of them I've been seeing, I can't tell you how long, and I know every member of their family. I know every dog and cat they've ever owned. Yeah. Um, and in fact, there's, there's, I've got one. I've got one couple who I, I, like I saw on my first day of practice. Um, and I've moved practices a couple of times since then. So now I do, they don't live far from my house. And so I'll do a home visit with them, you know, once every eight weeks or so. And um, it's, I don't know, if I lost that patient, which inevitably will happen at some point, but if I lost that patient or those that couple, it'd be a really sad day. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I've lost two in recent times. Two of the people who lived around the corner from my rooms and I was going to visit them because they'd become a little less mobile. And mm. it was great. And I really enjoyed going there. But then that's all, you know, finished. And it is it is a great loss after many, many years. Yeah. I think for me, general foot care makes up just over, I think it's 15 or 16% of my rooms. And people are always um, mm. quite surprised mm. that it's that much. It just doesn't go away. And I have to say, I love doing it. And I also think it is underestimated as to how difficult it is to get it perfect for someone. How do we get it perfect? Yes. So my tips are you have to take your time. And there's an attention to detail. There's no cutting corners. Is that a pun? Um, is that a pun? No cutting corners is in the, the corners of the nail? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, well, sometimes you do. Um, but I love that aspect that you can actually help someone, you know, very, very quickly with their problems and, and help maintain them. I love that. But I think taking your time is the most crucial thing. And also being gentle and you don't have to go in hard hitting and you can do one layer and then go back and do another layer and just take you your reckon time. In that's this my case big that thing less is sometimes more absolutely and a great example of that john is people have come in where they've been seeing someone for maybe every 3 or 4 weeks and you can see that they've been heavily debrided. And in my opinion, what that actually does is take away a degree of nature's protection or that adapt adaption that's occurred of the foot, whether it's, you know, callus or nail things. And then when you back off, everything seems to settle down. 
And it's almost like you've turned off the body's rapid turnover. And then now they're coming in every two months instead of every month. And I, so I think you're right. I think less is more I think, sometimes. And then if you're a new podiatrist, right? Like if we just don't, if we talk to the to any younger people listening, they don't have to be younger, I suppose, do they? But anyway, so <laughs> talking to a newer podiatrist, what do you reckon? What would be the what, what do you reckon is the first thing they need to do? Well, they're in the palm of your hand when they sit back because you 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 know we should be asking all the questions that are relative to history okay. and just you know medical history, their foot and lower limb history, and then about the person themselves. What do you get up to? How do you keep yourself busy in your spare time? All those things, um, and you'll learn whether people are you know doing much of themselves or not, and that obviously has a huge impact. The second thing is not just being a good listener with those aspects, but again, just taking your time. I think you can't go into mm. a general foot care consultation and in I've got to get this done in 15, 20 minutes. I don't think that works. And in my whole 35 years of practice, I have no idea how people do it in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I think the younger podiatrist has to... Um, Realize that they are always going to do general foot care if you're a podiatrist. Take your time. If your skills are not great, get them really up to scratch. Get your skills up to scratch. So can I ask you, what blade numbers do you use? That's a big question. (laughs) Look, 15 and 10. Um, I was, (laughs) it's funny. Why number 10? Tell me why number 10. This is, people are listening and thinking, oh, I use that. I really like 10. Why number 10? 10, if you've got a really diffuse region, you can actually go, you know what? I can get through this with a, it's a lot more even. I'm not making, I'm not yeah. just, you know, chip, 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 chip. I've actually got a really yes. even group. It's just feeling confident with the bigger blade, but you can get a lot done. And then, yeah, the 15 is great. Like if it's a tiny little seed corn, slide in then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like the yeah. So not, we're not using a 23, are we? using <laughs> 23. The, the great excavator. <laughs> I remember being uh, using a 23, you know, back in the day, uni and not long after thinking, oh, my God, this is massive. Why is there chunks coming off? This is ridiculous. So it all went back to like the smaller blades, 15. So there's a bit of finesse and feel. And I think with the smaller um instruments and blades there is a feel there which you get over time and you cannot get i think it's much harder to get that with the bigger blades mm. um but the 23 feels like a, a weapon i'd take through the back streets yeah <laughs> you just stay in your life <laughs> practice with your number 10 I, I have to impart this but i remember um teaching some students and saying no 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 we've got to back off from the big blade just use a small blade, no matter what it is, and you know maybe fifteen is the way to go to start. Just so you can get your a handle on things, literally, and get a feel for it instead of using you know the great shovel of the number twenty three. And and everyone said, "Oh my God, you can't you can't teach that," or you know, "Why would you teach that sort of thing?" And I was like, you know, why do you want to take out chunks when you're just learning all this? Mm. So there's, there's things like this are important that we've picked up over many, many Agreed. years. Agreed. Mm. I was going to say, what's something that happened uh, happened over the last week? Something bizarre. Oh, we're moving straight we on to that, to. are we? We can keep going. <laughs> I'm just keeping it on time. Ah, uh, the bizarre note. 
Okay, now I'll hit you with this one. This is good. And this is these are the things you learn sometimes in general foot care and just in your consultation. But uh, an AFL player comes in and he's wearing his boots two sizes too small, wondering why his toes and his nails hurt. So it is relevant to our general foot care. And his thinking is that his kicking will be better. And I'm thinking... Hang on, how can this transpose into kicking better? Then he goes on to tell me, this is the same player, puts his boots in the microwave to try and get them to fit better. So for those who are listening, my face has literally fallen out of you. What do you say to that? Oh, what do you say? Yeah. In so, the microwave. I'm know, surprised you didn't stick him in the dryer. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, it's just like, what's going on between the... Anyway, <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, have you got any other great tips for general foot care? I, I just reckon you need to ask more questions and don't be afraid. Like, if you've got the extra time, it's an opportunity to educate that patient about what about about what you can provide for them. Because it's often so the mm. time you say, oh, okay, great. So, that patient that rolls in with you know, <laughs> the footy boots, you go, okay. You don't get that by just, oh, yeah, okay, cool, mm. cool. Like you get that because yeah. you're asking a bit more questions, you're talking to them, and then all of a sudden you get all that out. And then it might be yeah. that the patient talks to you. at the. It'll be the last two minutes because it's, it's always in the last two minutes. But they'll drop a bombshell. You can go, you know what? Great. Let's talk about that another, next time. Yeah. But we need to address that. Can you bring X, Y, Z? And then they roll in and they go, oh, I mean, in fact, we I started trying to roll in a falls assessment at the end of all my general foot cares. Because if anything's going to save someone's life, right. we can roll those two things together and you could arguably save their life as a podiatrist, right? Yes. So yeah. I just just don't limit it by your thinking. There's so much more available. Exactly. And I think you mentioned also that it's a great opportunity to um, discover, you know, whether people have had or have you know, some other sort of disease that may be relevant or, you know, some cardiac history or something like that where you could, you know, obviously advise them to go back to their GP. I think you have... Ah, uh, there was a story um, that dropped comment. in the... There was a story, story dropped on, uh, on, I think it was The Age. I'd have to go back. We'll link it in the show notes. But there was a story that rolled in um, about a guy rolled into his podiatrist and then they discovered a heart condition and saved his life. Um, but it, he literally just rocked up for a fungal toenail. Just rocked up. He's like, I just want to deal with a fungal mm. toner. But then because the panache asked yeah. a few more questions, pulled out a couple other bits and pieces, asked, asked a bit more, asked that extra question, saved his life. So my, my um, again, this flows on to our discussion about the consultation, but I think those little tips about, you know, taking your time with your general foot care, learn what's right and easy for you as far as your instruments. One thing we also need to um, encourage is do not drop any aspect of your infection control. Um, that is crucial and sort of says everything. Um, yes, so I actually enjoy my foot. Don't general be the filthy care. podiatrist. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, yes, I agree. It, it it has a nice place in your day. Yes, I like it, and I think getting getting to know people is a major aspect of our work, and it's a crucial mm. time. Mm. One little. Uh, 
extra that I always do at the end of my um, general foot care sessions is everyone is moisturized and massaged for a few minutes. <laughs> and uh, it's just my little add-on. I use the products that I like. Um, people love it. Using nice products and products you like without going down the, without going too far down the, you're still in medical. So we're not going too far down another pathway, but just that little bit of finesse, big difference. Yeah. So I've sort of jumped from product to product, trying to find the best moisturizer to massage with or whatever. I'm stuck on my grown alchemist, which is like cruelty, vegan, all natural, no harmful chemicals in it. Um, and I love it and people love it, but it's also really um, quick few minutes that I think has a really big effect on your practice as far as that person is so comfortable and it's a great way to finish that you know, foot care session. Mm. Well, thanks for joining us on uh, Simply the Best Podiatry with John Osborne, Jason Agosta. Tune in and we'll have more tips to uh, help you um, create and enhance your podiatry practice. Thank you. Thank you.